Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, hey, housewives. Hey, housewives. Welcome back. We're here for season two. Ah, And it feels so good, doesn't it? It sure does. It feels like an eternity (laughs) since we've been on these mics. Together, it does. It feels like I want to sing Reunited and it feels so good, but my voice would crack. Y'all, I promise I haven't been smoking. (laughs) It is this voice. Uh, I finally have somewhat of a voice. I haven't had it for weeks. Yeah. So please ignore the uh, puberty cracking. <laughs> you will. It might be cute to have that little squeak in every now and then <laughs> yeah. lighten things up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we are so excited to be back and sharing from a similar perspective, yet completely different. How how does that make sense? Hi, I'm not sure, but it, it does. It made sense in our, our minds. It sure did. To- and our theme for today is nothing is wasted. And I just want to preface the title And going back to a book I read so that we will reference this in the show notes. Yes, we will. But uh, that's kind of where this theme came from. And it's actually just kind of been something that's like been stirring in my heart since I read the book. So Nothing is Wasted is the book by Lori Catone. And the subtitle is A True Story of Finding Peace in Chaos. I feel like that's my life. I was going to say, isn't that a subtitle for all of our lives? Uh, At least it has been lost. I know. And I think the story is beautiful. And I don't want to tell too many bits and pieces of it because I do want you all to go find this book on Audible and download it because this sweet mama reads the book and it tells the story of she's a mama of four boys. And one of her boys is just been through so much struggle. And in each season from, you know, toddlerhood into preschool and all the way up, you know, through his 20s, they battled so much. And in every aspect, she just kept remembering that nothing is wasted. And her faith is truly beautiful in all of it. She just talks about how she clung to her relationship with Jesus. This family was so faith-filled, yet, I mean, everybody, we're not immune to things happening that are bad and that are hard. Yeah. And I mean, she walks through a child with ADHD, Asperger's, being on drugs, getting in trouble, being in, in jail. Like there's so much, yet nothing was wasted. And it ended so beautifully with a true miracle. And it resonated so deeply in my heart after the last three years that we have lived. And I can't even tell you just that, like, subtitle of finding peace and chaos. I think that's what I've been doing since this started in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Are you already going to cry? And we're no, only four minutes. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. I try not to. I, I heard that just that little bit of a tinge. Yeah. yeah. Of <laughs> the tears. No. And you were you were sharing this with me and my absolute favorite Bible verse. It's just that God uses all things for the good of those who love him. Not some things, not a few things, not 
every now and then, but all things. And I truly believe that. And I feel like I really do live that because I go into situations and opportunities knowing, and I was just re-listening to the Jack Hibbs Pilgrim 2023, Mm -hmm. where he talks about is like, as believers, we are called to look at everything as an opportunity, an opportunity to grow our faith, an opportunity to glorify God, opportunity being good, but also in the hard things. Because how much more of a testimony is it when life is hard and people see you and you still have joy, you still have God's peace and we know he is faithful. Mm -hmm. And so we have to look at things as all as an opportunity that like this isn't to destroy me. This is an opportunity to bring me closer to God. This is an opportunity for me to glorify him. This is, you know, like that's how we should be looking at things. Yeah. And I think when we were talking about this, I mean, we've walked through a lot in all of our episodes in the last year, you know, and we started this podcast in December of 2021. Yeah. With just our release. And the first episode that we did is I'm not who I used to be and that's okay. Yeah. And we had that acceptance. We were starting fresh And then we go into 2022 and we, you know, had some incredible episodes that really brought to light how hard things were the previous year and a half. Yeah. And then guess what? (laughs) You know, we got our feet knocked out from underneath us and more specifically me. But also when you take a duo podcast and you shake things up with one of the co-hosts, it rocks the whole podcast. So let's, in general terms, like as far as we had full intention, I think we mentioned this obviously in our last episode as well, our anniversary episode, but we had full intentions of coming back after Labor Day. That's what we had shared with y'all. That's what we wanted to come back with after we did our summer series. And God had other plans. He had something for your family to go through. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it knocked the wind out of your chest. Yeah. You were living, your whole family was living moment by moment, Mm -hmm. you know, and just getting through the day was an accomplishment. So, yeah. And I think that living by moment by moment is what a lot of people are currently still doing. Yeah, I would agree. I think while we all say things like I've gotten back to normal, right? (laughs) You know, like have we? uh, Yeah. Right. What is normal? And have thought that, like, I think it's almost we have stopped giving each other grace Mm -hmm. because this adjustment. I mean, if you look when the world stopped in March of 2020, okay, when everything shut down and we all had to figure out a new way of living, a new way of life, it has taken some others, some longer than others Mm -hmm. to figure out their footing again and where that is. And that's like, you know, I think 2021, we gave everybody grace, everybody grace and okay, well, now we're back, you know, things like that. And I think almost 2022, it's like we've stopped giving each other grace or like having that compassion towards them. Yeah. And I think that that has one of the pieces we want to talk about is the emotional load that that has taken on women specifically. Yes, men have had giant emotional load taken on them, too with the recession and financial stresses and just so much that's going on with that. That's a whole nother topic. But the emotional load for women, 2020 brought on a lot of things. And one thing that we don't address as women is how stress affects our body. It affects Mm -hmm. our mental and emotional health and ultimately our physical health. 
And you see all the people sharing a lot more vulnerably on social media, but also just more blunt because people are like seeing so many different things, you know, that you're trying to relate to other people. But you take one of two roads. You either have taken 2020 and 2021 and everything that you process as being a mom, being a wife and all the relationships. And we know they've changed. And you've either gotten bitter, gotten angry, you're confused. And when we say confused, the confusion really is that gray area of like what things were like before in 2019 and before and what they're like now and what you want it to look like moving forward. There's still some confusion. There's like some people just stuck in the middle. Right. Yeah. Like as in I can't move forward because I don't know what step I need to take. Like there's they're just lost because I can't do what I was doing because that's not working. But I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And a lot of that, again, comes from we've all detoured (laughs) from homeschooling and priorities shifted. And then all of a sudden, when we started 2020, you didn't have teenagers and now you have teenagers and that looks different. There's just been a lot of shift. But then there's some of you which we want to celebrate. You came out of this with so much more peace a sense of purpose um, and joy because you slowed down and you were missing that in your life before. And like we said, some of these people were stuck in the middle. And I think that I was a stuck in the middle kind of girl until I hit rock bottom. Which is interesting because if we wanted to say that you're stuck in the middle, God still allowed us to create a podcast, still gave us vision and dreams, still gave us a purpose in the middle of that. But at the same time, while he's using both of us to do that in 2022, like March, April, your heart began to harden and it was Mm -hmm. hard. And like God really used that moment to call you and say, pause Mm -hmm. and let's figure out. But you didn't pause in the podcast. You know, we got through our summer. Yeah. And then that's when God was like, I'm bringing you to your knees. But he had already set you up for... Man, he'd orchestrated a lot of steps. We did an episode a year ago that was our New Year resolution one, and it was unfinished, the hangover of resolutions. And if you haven't listened to that, it's still a new year this year. It can totally relate to some things. We fully believe that a new year gives fresh hope and it gives a lot of that clean slate, um, trying to get into some new habits, some new disciplines, and like really find that, okay, what's my word for the year or what's going to be great for me for this year? And what are you going to focus on, right? But we also are very reflective people. And we realize that, hey, there is a hangover of resolutions that 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 didn't get fixed last year, that didn't get fixed the year before. There's something that always carries over. And if you're going through a trial with, you know, some health issues or going through a divorce or going through something with your child that is super traumatic, you know, December 31st doesn't wash that all away. It It continues into the next year. And that's something that I had carried over all kinds of things every single year. And it led me to, it was about April, I think. And while things were going good on Mm -hmm. the outside, um, podcasting was going well, you know, active with my kids. There was something happening in my heart that was not pretty. I started to have a super hardened heart, very bitter very angry. My world had been rocked as have all of yours in 2020. I started homeschooling. I had a kid home for a year. Everything changed in my personal business. Priorities changed in what was needed for me in my home. 
my husband had just bought a business in the fall. By the way, we started a new business and our podcast in the same week. So there was a lot of things that were happening and changing in our family life and in our home. And it was getting very stressful. And when I'm under stress, I internalize it all. And then this is what happened to my heart. And I remember sitting in my hairstylist chair. Because mm-hmm. don't we all just talk to our hairstylists about yeah. everything? Yeah, they're the, they're the therapists that you pay. Yeah. And <laughs> she was that until she said, you need to go to therapy. And I was like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I can't fix by the time your highlight is done. Uh, so please uh, go pay in a professional on. And she said, before you leave here, you're going to have an appointment. Gave me a text. I text a therapist she recommended. And... I had started a whole new journey. And really, it was just an uncovering, a space for me to let out all the things, all the things I was frustrated with, the people I was upset with, that was not their fault. It was a story I told myself that was happening. And that emotional load started to release. And I think that is a lot of people are still holding on to that emotional load. It's a lot easier to blame the things around us, our situation, the people around us, than it is to go back up, humble yourself, drop the pride, have that Mm -hmm. real conversation with yourself and be like, okay, I cannot control what other people do. The only thing I can control is how I react to it. And at one point, you stop reacting in a positive, godly way. The bitter, the angry things like that. And then when you're not, if we are repentant every single day, realizing that we're sinners and realizing that we need help. But when we forget that, it is so much easier to say, well, I'm better because I had this traumatic event. And the other thing too, is I don't know if any of you all are out there watching The Chosen. Oh, so good. So good. And one of the recent episodes is holding on to the shame and the guilt and, you know, and that making you angry. Even after you went to God, asked for forgiveness, he forgave you. Once he forgives you, it is your choice whether or not you hold on to it. Yeah. It is easier for us to ask God for forgiveness than it is for us to let go. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of time we make that pain, we make that trial our identities. Those are not our identities. I mean, and much like how our first episode was, you know, we're not who we were and that's okay. The idea in this, in season three of The Chosen, they're talking about how not who we were. Yeah. You have to accept that you are not who you were when you ask God for forgiveness. And again, so often we want to make everything else our identity rather than who our identity is in Christ. And we want to make our jobs our identity. We want to make our motherhood our identity. We want to make our accomplishments our identity, our pain our identity, trauma, whatever. It's so much easier for us to make that our identity and cling to that versus going, wait a second, I'm not that. That is not, that is not my identity. My identity is I'm a child of God. I am the daughter of the one true king. He says I am chosen. I am loved. I am perfect in his eyes. Like those are things that we cling to. And 
we're taking the easy way out when we don't. You said it so well. And when we attach our identity to all those other things, every morning when we wake up, we think, how am I going to live out today? But I'm still in pain. How am I going to go get my work done today? But my identity is in my motherhood or et cetera. Like we're stuck somewhere. Well, too. But what happens when that identity is taken away from us? What happens? I mean, God forbid you lose your your children. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden motherhood, you are a mom, you've had children, but like your motherhood is taken away. Or the fact that you've always wanted to be a mom and you can't have like, and that this idea of everything's going to be better when I'm a mom, like this Mm -hmm. is what I've dreamed my entire life. What happens when that's not what God's plan for you is? Or what happens when you lose your job? Or what happens if you have been a stay-at-home mom and a wife and all of a sudden your husband says, I want a divorce? Your identity has rocked. But if you are solid and know that no, 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 no matter what God takes away from me, if all of a sudden I am stranded on an island and all of my relationships are gone, I am still a child of the one true king. He loves me. He's chosen me. Then I'm okay. And that's not saying it's easy. Like, let's be clear. This is not all of a sudden like you accept, okay, I'm a child of God. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, life is sunshine and rainbows. It's not. Yeah. It's something that you have to die to yourself daily. The Bible tells us that. You have to give up your life daily for his life for you. We get so lost in the chaos, so lost in the busy, Mm -hmm. so lost in our own thoughts and stories we tell ourselves. And we are... You know, and, th- and then it's so much harder t- for us to come to that conclusion. Yeah, I think the whole nothing is wasted in just that looking back in those moments when you're stuck in that I- identity of this is all I want to be in my job. I want to make it to the top, you know, or I'm stuck in the identity of, you know, a certain relationship. This person is the only one that can bring me joy and that relationship gets broken. Then who are you? You know, like we want to encourage women to stand on their own two feet and be who they are called to be. But through the relationship with Christ, like who has he designed you to be? Are you tapping into that or are you stuck to these identities or stuck to this emotional load of what these last few years have brought you? You know, are you full of guilt and shame that you didn't go out and do this that you had envisioned before? Or if you released yourself of that, because guys, I got to tell you, once you release yourself through that, and yes, it takes a lot of therapy, it feels so good to know that anything you do is living for the glory of God and to honor him. Yes. I would say the only thing I want to side note on that is We are in an industry that is full of powerful, smart, influential, leader-driven, the great leadership of women. We're not saying that you need to go find out who you are by yourself. If you have a husband, if God has given you a husband, you have a role in that. I'm a better mom because of my husband. I am a better friend because of my husband. Iron sharpens iron, right? right. Two, you have two faith-filled husband and wife. He's given you that also because of a mirror. Let's be clear. <laughs> Nobody can shine a light on my weaknesses better than, than Andrew. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side too, and I've gone on tangents of this too, is that like I, I hate the saying, 
is that love is finding somebody you can't live without. That's also not what God called you to. I love my husband. I would die for my husband. But I also know that if God takes my husband, and whether that is, you know, however, death, whatever, I also know that the only thing I need to survive is Jesus. That is also a true statement. There's this delicate balance, right? Like when you are chasing Christ, I love my husband better and all of that. It's so true. Right? Like, because I realize how much of a fallen person I am when I'm chasing Christ. And then that way I can also remember, well, I'm a fallen person and so is he. And so I can give him as much grace as God gives me. Yeah, we need a lot of grace. Grace is good. (laughs) Yes, I definitely needed a lot of grace in my anger, bitter and confused season. What's crazy in these emotional loads, and I hope a lot of you that are listening are already at that peace and sense of purpose and joy phase. But we promised ourselves and our listeners that we were going to speak from where we were. Right. And we are speaking from our struggles and the struggles that we've walked through because we want people to make sure they know they're not alone. Because I think from my experience, I felt alone, even though I knew people knew my close circle and I had people praying for me. It was still very dark and lonely. And can you imagine what my husband felt when I was like, I'm going to therapy? He's like, for what? (laughs) Like, oh, you know, just because I'm really bitter, angry and I'm confused. And he's like, over what? Like, clueless, absolutely clueless. And by the grace of God, my therapist worked on me, helped us get him into therapy with me. And we still go weekly and we love it. (laughs) So I'm speaking from the walking through it and not on the other side yet, because we're still processing a heavy emotional load that we've lived with in our marriage and our parenting and in our own just personal struggles. Right. And I think that's where we are reminded that the way God used the change in your heart towards bitter and angry, right? You were getting to that point, but he orchestrated that to get you into therapy which over the summer then got you and Chris into therapy so y'all could work through some pieces together. And like that was a 180 for y'all in your communication. I'll say that, right? Right. And allowed you guys to be really close communicating and talking through things, which then set you up for what happened with your children. Right. And had that bitter and angriness Mm -hmm. season, had you not gone to therapy, who knows where you would be? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, that's why I cried through this book. The, <laughs> the nothing is wasted. See, there's the tears. OK, tears. yeah, that's real tears. Because putting me in therapy in that summer of therapy, like nothing was wasted because if we were not on the same page when my daughter's anxiety rocked our world, we wouldn't have made it through. Yeah. Together. We would have made it through. I know God would have brought us through, but it would have been hell. <laughs> right. It would it have still been- hell, but. It would have been so much different and it could have been so much harder. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But like those are the things that we have to reflect on. Those are the moments that we have to remember. Like I just I remember a season where Andrew and I were going through it and divorce was mentioned and counseling was not an option. I was going to counseling. He was like, no, I'm not doing it. And I was so consumed with trying to fix 
my marriage, of all the things, that it was driving Andrew nuts because I was just, I kept trying, right? Like having these conversations with, I'm just trying, I'm just trying, I want to fix this, I want to fix this. And he's like, back up off. Like I was only pushing him away further when I was trying to do that. And his, in that, where I'm going, how do I fix a relationship that only one person wants to work on? Because he didn't want to work on it. Mm -hmm. And at my church, it was January, women's Bible study started up and there were two options. One of them was on marriage and the other was on prayer. And I ain't signed up for the one on prayer because I was like, I I need a break. I need a break mentally. I don't need to be focusing on this all the time because I was trying to pull myself out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to give him space, the space that he wants. And here I was dumb enough to think it was all about us together, but God put it on my heart. Like I'm walking up, like I was like, ah, crap, I'm going to have to switch because like I just felt God go, no, 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 no. I need you in this marriage one. Mm-hmm. You need to be here. And I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't. I'm already oh, yeah. reading the books. I'm already listening to the audible books. I'm already doing all of this. I was like, I don't need one more space when my husband is literally telling me to let it go and, dry, you know, quit trying to fix it and just let time heal. And I was like, we all know that's. And he got me into that marriage Bible study. But that marriage Bible study was all about realizing how much of a sinner I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it helped me chase Christ instead of my husband. Yep. And when I stopped chasing my husband... And I was able to focus on Christ and what I needed to be with him and what he was to me. Then six months later, my husband and I started talking about, okay, let's have a baby. Like, mind boggling, you guys. Like, well, and I think that that's, I mean, we'll get into this in another episode. We're going to talk a little bit about more some marriage things down the road. But I think that's the hardest part. You know, in marriage, the biggest struggle that we have faced, and I'll speak on my story is that when one's in one's out right like there's something that just knocks us off kilter and oh i know what that is that's called the devil that's called the the enemy yes okay the enemy wants the marriages to fall apart and he uses oh man does he have a lot of vices that he uses but i think that is where i never i'm super prideful i have no problem admitting that you are not the only one (laughs) there are days that i would rather be told i'm right than than i am loved Okay, (laughs) that's really where I mean, I'm prideful and it was hard to admit that I needed some help and some breaking down of some walls and realizing that I played such a part in our marital frustration because I thought, look at all the things that I do. Look at all the things that I do for this house, for this marriage, for these kids and the carpooling and yada, yada, yada. Well, that's great. But my husband was like, but wait, where are you emotionally? Like, are you here? Are you present? Can we just talk without you being a brat? <laughs> and apparently I couldn't. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. As Andrew likes to, he's like, I'm going to need you to bring that attitude down a couple of notches. Yeah. Or his other favorite one is like, hey, when you go upstairs, you want to go find a different attitude? You're like, I'm not a child. And and then I'm like, no. And I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what I think about that. He doesn't help the situation when I respond that way either. But no. You've made it this far with us today. I think you're going to get a glimpse. We just kind of wanted to start this season a little different and a little just raw. Hey, we're going to talk about what is on our hearts and we're going to talk about the struggles and we're going to just show you that 
ultimately nothing is wasted, friends. And I think that we can continue to fight for peace in this chaos of the world. And it doesn't even have to be because we went through 2020. It doesn't True. have to be because of that. We just, this is what we're living from, um, a place of confusion and a place of hardship that we've walked through together. And we want to just shine a light on that because I remember the number one thing we talked about with all the counselors and everybody when my husband and I sat down with everybody at the school when my daughter was going through what she was going through. And the number one question I asked is I said, where's your support group? They're like, we don't have one. And I was like, no, where's the parent group for this? I needed I needed people. I felt so freaking alone. I was like, what did I do? Yeah. What did we do? And there wasn't one. There wasn't anybody. And I think so many of us used to be able to go to social media for it. And we open up. I think a lot of people have closed that, you know, and don't get so open on social media because anymore you feel like you're not you can't be vulnerable without someone attacking you. You're afraid of sharing that realness or you'll be canceled for something that you say or how you feel. You just need to be vulnerable. And that's something that we want to continue to share in this season. Vulnerability is something I absolutely want to talk about down the road. I mean, it's something that I was told was a weakness for so long in many different facets. And dang it, it's my strength. (laughs) You're going to get the real and the raw, whether it's uncomfortable or not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Even if I am a brat. No matter what. I absolutely, I'm very excited for this season for us because I think you guys as our listeners will get to see that three years later after the world shut down we don't have it all together yeah and some things are better some things are worse and you look around and you're in this comparison game that all these people have it back together that no they don't no and if somebody you're talking to and you know you're like hey how are you doing how are you how are you feeling and they're like no i'm good They're either dead or they're lying because there is no way that all of us came through the last three years, no issues. I mean, even the people that have God's joy and God's peace, they're still working through and struggling in some kind of facet. Yep. So don't think that the person that is showing God's joy in everything, they're showing God's joy in the midst of the sickness or the trial or... Mm -hmm. The relationships and the trauma, whatever they're going through, that shows God's glory. That shows you that even in the trauma and the hard, that we can still have joy. Joy is something that we get from God. Happiness, we get from happenstance. And I would much rather be joyful than happy. Oh, that's good. That's so good. Bring all the joy. Bring the joy. Bring the joy. I Bring think. the joy. Well, oh, I like your tagline for 2023. I like that. Bring the joy. Bring the joy. See, we knew something good would come out of this. <laughs> it only took us 35 minutes into it, but it's fine. Do y'all hear that? Like the way my voice sounds, it makes me go into this Southern. I also did get back from Tennessee and where everybody was from the South. And so there's this Southern twang into it and I am sleeping. Oh man, y'all. See, I'm from Texas. I can be Southern, but it sounds more Southern than... And, yeah, and that raspiness you that, got going Yeah, on. I know. Thank you for being here and joining us for season two. We are excited to bring you some incredible guests this next few 15 probably-ish episodes. Yeah, we're going to say ish on that. Yep, we-ish. That's just... Mm-hmm. We-ish. joy-ish. Okay. <laughs> I think bring the joy is one thing, and then we-ish. We live in-ish. We live in-ish. <laughs> That needs to be my like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Yep. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for being here, Housewives. We'll see you next week. See you next week.
Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook, link in the show notes, and be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.